Hello and welcome to The Best Ever, where pop culture fans come to fight. I'm Morgan Jeffrey, joined as ever by a panel of guests. Each of them has come armed with an opinion and their job is to convince me that their pick, and only theirs, deserves the title of The Best Ever. This episode strapped in for a roller coaster ride as we debate the best ever TV thriller. Joining me on the panel are Harry and Jack Williams, writer creators of The Tourist and Boat Story, and Laura Rutkowski, junior commissioning editor at Radio Times Magazine. Now, Harry, Jack, you've written some of the best, most memorable TV thrillers in, in recent memory. To you, what are the essential ingredients of a great TV thriller? Uh, I suppose great writing. Mm. Something that's gripping, isn't it? Something that just pulls you back in and you can't get enough of and you just can't wait to see the next thing. I think that's something which has that pull, isn't it, for, for me, anyway. Um, yeah, and I think allied to that, tension is the biggest thing mm. in any thriller. It's such a broad genre and it can be, you know, surprising, exciting, whatever. But I think that anything that brings tension to the audience and suspense, that and those that string it out and elicit that the best feel like they're the best examples of a thriller. Mm. And Laura, it's your job to watch television. <laughs> yeah. You'll have seen some of the very best TV thrillers. How difficult was it to pick out just one choice as the best ever TV thriller? Yeah, really difficult, actually. I mean, like there's so many things to consider. I think the hardest thing is what makes a thriller because, uh, I mean, you have like action thrillers, horror thrillers, crime thrillers. Um, so yeah, I think it was hard of being like, is this a drama, is this a thriller? But yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with my, my end choice. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fighting talk. Well, you know, you're not just fighting it out for kudos as well. You're also, the winner will get their hands on our coveted best ever trophy. Uh, if either Harry or Jack win, I guess the loser can visit the trophy on weekends. I don't know. You, you can yeah, work out some, some sort of, of arrangement between arrangement. you. We can yeah. sort that out. Yeah. We can, we can Potentially. arrange that. I'll let, Potentially. You. I'll let you touch it. Potentially. It's rigged. It's rigged already. I'm a brother's alliance. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, yeah, no. We're not going to have any, you know. So, Harry, in your opinion, let's get into it. What is the best ever TV thriller? For me, the best ever TV thriller is Breaking Bad. Obviously. I think pretty universally accepted that this is the case, I would say. <laughs> so you're done. You guys can just. Boom. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. I mean, look at it. Like, the most, the best writing I've ever seen on television, arguably, I would say. It has everything, it has all the tension. It's amazingly directed uh, and so uniquely directed. You know, uh, all the visuals are so incredible. The performances are just sublime and all the characters so well-rounded, you know, Hank and the villains of, you know, Gus and Mike and all these iconic, I mean, everything about the show is iconic, you know, the locations, the characters, you know, the fact that it has all these amazing action set pieces and yet it still manages to be really funny. Mm. Um, it does everything with such ease and never forces it down your throat. It's just very, uh very well constructed you know all the plot points they, they they creep up on you and they build and you know they're coming but it's just so satisfying seeing them all come together and uh it was one of those shows that just has you i can't wait till tomorrow till this. there are very few shows that i can't wait till tomorrow to see this next episode mm. of this thing i don't think there are many shows that have done that uh 
<coughs> for me, anyway. Uh, well, I'm convinced. <laughs> you're done, you're done <laughs> just gonna this does that. Yeah. I mean, that Ozymandias, <laughs> that, that, that pre-penultimate episode, I think it was. Yeah. Was just, I mean, I think it's the only show on IMDb with like 100% or whatever, and rightly so, because it's just like, from beginning to end, you can't really move. Can't breathe. You can't breathe. It's so good, and there's yeah. so many reveals, and they're all so satisfying. And the end was perfect, and every episode was perfect, bar one for me. But uh, I also did like that that end, the, the finale came from something Vince Gilligan wrote, having no idea how to end, which mm. I do admire. Like that mm. whole thing of him <laughs> opening the boot and taking out the guns. Yeah. He admitted freely he wrote it and thought it was a cool image, and then was having sleepless nights because he had no idea what it meant or why Where'd he was next? there. And you know, that's something we do when we write a lot and just yeah. go, that's cool, let's pay it off later. But he said he, he was just constantly going, can I take it back? Can I pretend it was the dream? <laughs> but then, as you say, it's so satisfying when you see how it ended up there in yeah. the finale. Well, Wonderful. it's interesting, you mentioned a lot of ingredients that I think people would more readily associate with a great thriller, like, you know, tension, great characters and propulsive storytelling. You mentioned humour. Yeah. And again, offbeat humour is something that definitely the two of you insert a lot into your, your series. Do you think humour is an important part of a, of a TV thriller? I think it is because life is humorous and you know and you want that from a thriller it, you know when when you have someone say something that maybe they shouldn't say at the most inopportune moment it's much funnier as a result and people do say weird shit uh you know <laughs> in weird in weird moments you know what i mean like to diffuse it and that's an honest thing isn't it you know i think when 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 the material's really really dark and serious you don't make any jokes and maybe that's sometimes right like when we did the missing we weren't going to crack out uh <laughs> the the gags yeah. no it's no, about a missing people. children not you know not a big um, but in a show like this yeah you need it it's all part of the you know the bigger picture and, mm. and builds that world mm. I think you're right in that uh, Breaking Bad now is very much considered you know up, up, up a pinnacle of, of TV drama but it was a it was a slow burn it was something that kind of gradually uh, developed an audience do you remember the first time any of you that you, you watched Breaking Bad and how you discovered Breaking Bad. Well, I rewatched it not too long ago. I started rewatching it and I, I remember I was watching it and I thought, this is really slow, actually. Mm. Like, not like, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously great, but you know, when someone says, oh, you should watch this, but it doesn't get good until season two, and you're like, I can't be bothered. <laughs> like, I don't really want to like wait till season two um but yeah i was surprised like re-watching it how slow i found it i don't know if you if you guys found that i don't know i found the opposite i found that re-watching the pilot it's a lot happens and we start with that image of in the middle of the desert and the trousers fly up in the air mm. and the van drives over it and he's there in a gas mark in his pants and then and then there's a good <laughs> 25 minutes where it's him and his life as a, as a chemistry teacher but then you know he's very quickly meeting up with jesse very quickly like going on the ride along with hank and having the idea like actually it's so good at lulling into a sense that nothing much is happening, and actually a lot kind of is. I know there are those episodes, you know, where they're, they're treading water a little bit or like taking their time, but I, I was amazed by how much happened in the pilot when I rewatched it. Mm. <laughs> I think I came to it after season three when everyone did, because yeah. it was, you know, three, that's when they were on the cover of Rolling Stone, and suddenly everyone, ah, and they won all the Emmys, and they mm. go, oh, maybe yeah. you should watch it. And until then, it was only on air because critics liked it. Yeah. They kept mm. winning awards. No one watched it at all. Yeah. And then I went, then. Oh, and it was nearly cancelled, wasn't it, after the third Many times, yeah, yeah, the ratings yeah. were very modest. Yeah, you're right there about like waiting for that next episode. Yeah, because I, I remember I, uh, I I discovered it again later, probably about the same time, 
and uh, I was I was experiencing it through a, a, a DVD rental service, which no longer exists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I would I would I would I would have to wait for that disc to sort of hit my doormat, and you would get oh, I think man. it was something like four episodes on it. So I would oh. consume those four episodes, and then have to wait like a week, two weeks Torture. until I found out what happened next. Oh. But it was a, it was actually a brilliant Better. way. Yeah. To, yeah. But then you have to, to return the disc, it. and that's yeah. So well, that's, that's why that business model. I actually came to it on Netflix, like mm. on the streamer, like really really late, because you know when something's really overhyped and you sort of put it off. You don't you want think, it because you might. Yeah. You think, yeah. That's not going to be as good as everyone says. Yeah. But then it was. And yeah. I thought, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. annoying when that happens though. You're like, yeah. oh, it, is, it is really you good. You want to be that person yeah. that's like, it wasn't that. You want, <laughs> you want to have your own opinion. You go, oh, turns out everyone else is right. I don't agree with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very annoying. How do, you feel, how do you feel as writers when you watch something else that someone else has written and it's brilliant? Do you think, oh, this is amazing? Or is there a bit of you thinks, ah, oh, Oh, when I watched that, um, it made me just think, I, I need to be better. I can't do this. <laughs> like, it, but it made the next Doesn't day writing it, it sort of helped because I was yeah. like, God, oh, you're aspiring to something. You're like, yeah. if I could be nearly as good as that, yeah. I'd be so happy. Yeah, uh, if I watched that or The Leftovers or Severance yeah. or any you know, our favourite shows, I, I used to think it would annoy me, but actually, when they're that good, you just go, that's really good. Yeah. How he said, yeah. You just go, if, if it can be like this, I can try and be more like this. And you, you can't yeah. even be jealous because you're kind of just impressed and you go, I, I, if ours is half as good as that, we'll be happy, really. Yeah. yeah. What is your favorite Breaking Bad moment or scene or episode if you had to pick a standout? I mean, the uh, say my name thing, you know, when oh, he, yeah. it's yeah. just like. <laughs> the reason it's become a meme. It's become, yeah. yeah, it's just so iconic, isn't yeah. it? But like, I remember watching it being like, yeah, I'm <laughs> Like, yeah. it really, there are so many moments like that. Yeah, in the, in I am the, the danger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I am the I'm storm. The one whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like that kind of thing, you're like, man. I mean, just what I'd kill one of those, you yeah. know, in one of our shows. I mean, they're yeah. so good. And all from the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Like, no one I could mean, have seen that, that yeah. coming. Right. And there's something about that, like he's not as familiar. It's a newer thing that allowed you to get into that story mm. more, maybe. If it had been a more familiar face, yeah. maybe, maybe it would have been different. I don't yeah. know. And maybe you wouldn't have had the sympathy with him if he if he had been known for playing those darker characters exactly. or yeah, more Machiavellian characters. It, it would it wouldn't have worked. Okay, so Breaking Bad, I feel like that's a strong early pick. Very strong. Very strong. Jack, are you willing to concede at this point or are you coming out swinging with your own, with no, your own choice? No, I'm swinging and, and building on. So in your opinion, what is the best uh, ever TV thriller? I'm going to go with Better Call Saul. Okay, so very so, much from the same same stable. stable. <laughs> yeah. Can't believe this. Yeah. <laughs> but different. Yeah. Uh, and very different in lots of ways. Mm. Obviously, but I think by the time you get to season five or six of Better Call Saul, there's a lot in common. It's in the Breaking Bad universe. Yeah. You know, the similar time. But what I think is really interesting about the first three seasons is actually it takes everything that Breaking Bad did amazingly and doubled down because Breaking Bad had, I think, a lot of story. Like she, the reason, you know, you're waiting for the next guest to arrive is there was always something unbelievable happening. You didn't know where it's going to turn out. Pedicle Thought takes that and then has a lot less happen, mm. which I think is genius. Well, I, you know, going back to what you said, <laughs> I started Better Call Saul and I, I did find it slow to begin yeah. Yeah. with. I yeah. think probably because if I'd just come to it cold, it would have been fine. But you're coming off of where Breaking Bad left it, which was okay. very much at this kind of, you know, dramatic. Breakneck. Yeah, breakneck. And then it's Saul very slowly uh, establishing his law firm. And it just, it just, yeah, it was very different. It took me a while to kind of. It is. And that's, that's what's so brilliant. Because in, in Breaking Bad, you're always going, what's going to happen? What's going to happen next? I have no idea. Yeah. In Pedicle Saul, you know what happens. Mm. You know he has to turn into the guy we've seen as a much more two-dimensional character mm. in, in Breaking Bad. And this you're going, I don't know how he gets there. And the very fact that you're waiting for that to happen is the reason they slow it down so much. And you're constantly waiting for that shoe to drop. And 
he's not even changing his name till season three. Yeah. You know, every little moment, it's like even him driving out the parking lot in episode one on the pilot takes him five minutes yeah. mm-hmm. in a wide shot. And again, that's what I mean about tension with Medical Soul, because it, it's what's genius about it is it takes, I mean, Breaking Bad does amazing things. You know, there's a drug deal, you're selling meth, there's people shooting at you, and they do it brilliantly. But to wring tension out of a guy who feels like a bit of a loser and in the shadow of his older brother who's a bit of a snob mm. is really hard to do. Mm. But to get as much tension, what I like is it takes it back to basics. You know, there's a sort of thing in and sort of 90s TV when we were sort of growing up and watching it. You know, when you're watching 24 or that kind of stuff, yeah. it's fun, but it's always one-upmanship. Like you can't, the world has to be saved again and again and again until yeah. like, and, until the whole world is going to be destroyed by a nuclear bomb. Yeah. You kind of can't, you know, there's no way lower than that. The yeah. stakes are always so high. You can so only high. up the ante so high. You can yeah. only up, and what Bedical Soul does is strip it right back and the stakes mm. are in very small and very personal and it's finding huge amounts of tension and uh, complexity in the most small, real things. Mm. And as a result, you're still as on the end of your seat going, is he going to be okay getting his brother this money? Is he going to get that case of these, you know, criminal um, uh, couple you see in season one? And, you know, even the way they withhold any of the Breaking Bad stuff from Medical Soul, that's such a big legacy. A lot of people watch that show and then deliberately they're going, okay, you get one minor character in episode one, which is a bit of a sort of red herring. Mm. It, it has been the hot take of late, you know, some might even say the hipster's take, to say that Better Call Saul is actually better than Breaking Bad because Breaking Bad has been so widely kind of applauded. And, and I mean, are, are you buying this? Is, is, is Better Call Saul the superior show? No, because it's more boring. We've all established that. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's not Saul just the prequel, though. Saul is such a good character, though. No. Like, as a, to pick Saul as the character, I think, was great. Yes. He's it's, wonderful. And again, it's just that keeping all the tension small and low stakes. And there's that episode in sort of season three where he, ha- uh, season six, actually, where he has to get, he's been recognized in his new life as mm. Gene. And uh, he goes to the taxi driver who recognized him and it sort of coaches him through a heist, which is robbing a, a shopping mall. And he coaches the route and how many items he can take. And really, all, the, all he then does is, you know, uh, the Saul character goes and distracts the security guard by giving him donuts and, and talking about himself. And it's brilliant because it's just, you get so much tension from a guy trying to persuade a guy not to look around and look at the screen behind him. Brilliant. As writers who have spun off a character from a successful show, what, what makes a character, you know, originally a secondary character, the right choice to lead their own show, kind of as a, as a TV critic and as a, as a writer. We'll start with you, Laura. Mm, yeah, I think it's, I guess they have to have like a big following already. Cause I think I read that in Breaking Bad, Jesse was gonna be like written out pretty early on. Oh, yeah, and they're then gonna he, kill him. They're gonna kill him. Kill him but yeah. then people loved him so much that yeah. they kept him in. Um, I guess he got El Camino a little bit. Yeah. So you have that. Yeah, he, get, he does so get his, he own, does own, get yeah. his own thing. Yeah. Um, and he's a great character too. Um, I, I think Saul is just very like relatable. And like, <laughs> like I don't know, I think that Bob Odenkirk plays him so well. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, they just have to have like the right, you want to kind of know how on earth did he become this kind of sketchy lawyer, yeah. you know? And you know, and then when you see all that and you see his relationship with Kim and just all these things, you just think, oh, this, this is actually a really and, interesting. And Bob Odenkirk, obviously a great actor. And as you yeah. say, Saul is slightly more two-dimensional in, in, uh, in Breaking Bad, mm. but gets to play so much more and go dive so much deeper in, in Better Call Saul. I don't think it worked if you had had more dimensions because you sort of feel you've seen all the facets of the character. Mm. What's great is you, you, you like him, but then the, job they have is to dimensionalize him and make him interesting and round him out and you know a more fully fledged character you're taking out the world they exist in it feels a bit more like an exercise a character you don't you like but you don't really know that well there's a mm. lot to discover about them that mm. that feels really interesting 
I think I think the definition of of TV thriller is something we need to to pin down. Mm. Breaking Bad, I I would consider to be a, a thriller. Better Call Saul, a brilliant show. Mm. Does it qualify as a oh, as a what? what you, what's the definition? What's the, the definition? <laughs> You've broken the format. Uh, it's got to be thrilling. It's got to be thrilling. And I yeah. think you know, yeah. I agree. It it encompasses a range of things. Mm. And I think you know, but sometimes I think it's you know, court legal dramas can be thrillers. There's a whole episode mm. in season three where he faces off against his brother, and the whole thing is spoiler alert. It's not really. It was on a long time ago. But that he <laughs> you know his brother uh, thinks he's allergic to electricity, and they slip a phone battery into his mm. pocket. He had no idea the whole time, which we don't find out to the end. But again. The tension of, there are basic thriller principles in place. Is he, is our main character, Jimmy at that point, going to go to prison? Uh, is he going to resolve this legal case? And then later on, you know, there's drug deals, there's life in danger. It has so many of the elements of it, but I, I think it plays with the format so much that sometimes you do wonder what it is you're watching because mm. it, it twists it and it, you know, changes your expectations. But I mm. think it's definitely a thriller. Laura, we've heard what Harry and Jack have to say, but do you have something up your sleeve that's going to blow <laughs> the competition away? and grab you our coveted best ever oh, trophy. I mean, the fact that they have taken Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I would have picked Better Call Saul, or sorry, Breaking Bad myself. Um, so, I mean, so are you conceding or no, is this? No, 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 <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, not at all. <laughs> so then I kind of thought, well, I want to kind of represent uh, a good British series. Sure. Um, so I've chosen Sherlock, which okay. again, I didn't know if I could classify as a thriller, but detective thriller it like, is yeah. thrilling, you know, it's thrilling. Yeah. <laughs> Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. A lot mm. of Jeopardy. A lot of moments that make you think like leave you on a cliffhanger, I think, mm. because each episode is like a mini film. Mm. And I think now when we look at Sherlock at the time when it was released, it was so like revolutionary in so many ways. Like, the way that they modernized Sherlock, the way even that the texts, you know, appeared on screen. Like we do that yeah. now so much. I yeah. mean, and they weren't like the first to do it, but the way they did it of like, you don't see the phone, you just see the little pop-up message. Mm. Like that at the time, I remember watching that and thinking that is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that is kind of like modern life. Yeah. And um, just the deduction scenes, you know, that Sherlock does. Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman are incredible in it. Um, all those, yeah, all those deduction scenes where like his dialogue is just so whip smart and yeah. so fast. Um, yeah, it was kind of like nothing else that was on TV, I think. And, you know, there were just so many moments that, that people were talking about. And yeah. like the, you know, I guess the scene where you think Sherlock's, you know, died. Yeah. And then I think you had to wait two years for the next. Yeah. Season of yeah, that, for that DVD to pop onto yeah. those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's interesting again. That one, I, I when I first heard the pitch for Sherlock, I didn't have particularly high hopes or expectations because mm. I was like, Sherlock really? Holmes. It, well, just because it's Sherlock Holmes in the modern day is not what we love about Sherlock Holmes. The period and you know the uh, the, 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 the the smog and and all kind of all that whole era. And then it's it's. Watson's played by Tim from The Office, and Sherlock's played by some guy with a funny name who I've never heard of. And it's like, you know, is this good? And then, of course, like, how wrong was I? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, do you remember the first time you watched it and what your reaction was when you watched that first yeah, episode? Yeah, I think, I think it was just so clever. I mean, because my dad is like a big Sherlock Holmes mm. fan, so I sort of would watch like Jeremy Brett versions. Mm. So Jeremy Brett is great, yeah. um, and I think I watched it and I just thought, oh wow, like. This, yeah, like I guess it felt like something new and mm. something fresh because I guess the Sherlock stories a lot of us know, but 
you know, the writing from Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatiss, it, it's very clever and it's very smart. And you, I love those kind of stories where you're kind of trying to think along with the detective, but mm. you know, it's just too, it's just too clever. You're like, oh, I would never deduce that myself. Yeah. So, but then when he does it, it looks really easy. And just even having, you know, Martin Freeman or like Dr. Watson, he's like a, a war vet from Afghanistan. Just like everything being modernized was, was so interesting. And then even like after that, you had elementary where you had like a female Joan Watson, yeah. female Moriarty and stuff like that. So I feel like it paved the way to make Sherlock like very interesting again. Yeah. What is your, if you had to pick one, because so many, as we said, so many great moments, so many great twists, so many great scenes. If you had to pick one standout moment from across those series of Sherlock, which would it be? Oh, favorite moment? I think it's probably quite an obvious one, but I love when Sherlock is like, met, you know, she, he meets Irene Adler and then oh, the, whole, the okay. whole time, you know, he, you know, she kind of thinks she has the one up on him. Yeah. She's so smart. And then is this the, the scene where he's naked in the bed sheet? That scene specifically <laughs> or? Oh, no, 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 not no, that no, scene. no, 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 I was going to no. say, I'm, I'm getting to the scene. No, <laughs> yeah. not, not that bit. Yeah. Um, and you think, oh, Sherlock's kind of like fallen for her yeah. and all this. And then at the end, you know, you think he's been beaten and you just think, oh, you know, she, you know, she's beaten him. And then he goes to her phone and the password is, I am sure locked. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my gosh, yeah. like, it's just such a good moment. And yeah. she's like sort of devastated. And he's like, you kind of think he's into her. And then he's just like, it's all, it's all biology. It's all chemistry. Yeah. Like your, your pupil is like uh, dilated yeah. and your pulse was racing. Like, I don't have any sort of, you know actual feelings yeah. for you but you know it's, it's a bit up in the air but that's i think a really great episode i have yeah. to say we're spoiling so many twists from so many great tv if you haven't seen sherlock or breaking bad or, or better call Saul, yeah. it's yeah, it's entirely it's entirely yeah. on you I'm, I'm, I'm sorry well uh radio times audience has also been having their say on on this one on this topic uh robert on facebook nominated uh, line of duty as the best ever TV thriller. Uh, Sarah voted for The Fall, another great show. Uh, Mark threw it all the way back to Edge of Darkness, which uh, another uh, sort of an all-time classic. Uh, and there were a few votes for a show called The Missing, but I can't say I'm, ah, can't I, say I'm familiar I, with that mm, one. I hear but, that's great. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. Nothing much happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously a great show. Uh, but the time has come for the most thrilling part of this episode. Uh, we get to find out who has won the best ever trophy that harry you argued that breaking bad was the best ever tv thriller jack you pushed for the spin-off uh, better call saul to come out on top and laura you were backing sherlock as your <laughs> favorite the in the corner, yeah. <laughs> in the <laughs> <co> <laughs> i feel yeah they've ganged up on you i, I feel like feel i feel like it's a little it's a, it's a little unfair <laughs> it's a little unfair uh so who is today's winner and the recipient of the best ever trophy I feel like you know we've talked a lot about what what makes a thriller. We talked about it, kind of that you know that propulsive storytelling, that tension, the incredible performances, wanting to find out what happens next, wanting that DVD to land on your doormat. So I, I think the winner, the best ever TV thriller, has to be Breaking Bad. Yeah. So yeah. congratulations, <laughs> congratulations, thank, you, thank you very much. Yeah. It feels like the right man won. And I'm pretty, pretty pleased with that. Yes, I do think I was robbed slightly. Although going up against Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul is really, really hard. So maybe we could say 
Breaking Bad is the American best thriller, and we could say Sherlock is the best British thriller. <laughs> uh, I was robbed. It's, it's a fix-up. I'm going to make a formal complaint um, about this absolute farce of a show. Thank you for joining us for the best ever. What did you make of our verdict? And what do you think is the best ever TV thriller? Let us know on X at Radio Times. We'll be bringing you new episodes of The Best Ever Weekly, so be sure to head to radiotimes.com forward slash the best ever for all the latest news and exclusive content from each new episode. If you're listening to the podcast version, you can also subscribe and review The Best Ever on your podcast outlet of choice. That's all for now, but join us again soon for more Best Ever. <laughs>